Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM, or anywhere on the Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search the Rob O'Donnell Show. We're on 36 different platforms. You can get us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. 41 degrees and cloudy at 509 here on this Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Uh, I'm honored to bring in my next guest, Congresswoman Erin Houchin, Indiana's 9th District, recently went to, did a trip to the border and was involved with the uh, hearings on holding the Secretary of Homeland Security accountable for not doing their job during an impeachment inquiry. Congresswoman, thanks for joining the Rob O'Donnell Show today. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having me. So t- tell us about your experiences, your trip down to the border with the contingents of, of Congress that did go down there. Yeah, we had a, about 64 members that went down to the border with the Speaker of the House uh, in January, early January, to Eagle Pass, Texas. This was my second trip to the border. I had been just under a year before that to Eagle Pass and Uvalde. Uh, at the time I went, a year ago, it was an unmitigated disaster, and it still is. It's, in fact, it's much worse. Indiana is about 1,200 miles for the southern bo- from the southern border in Eagle Pass, but it is a border state thanks to the policies of Joe Biden. It was – it was. Um, as bad as I can describe. It is. I myself have been to the San Diego sector of the border and saw firsthand. I was there in less than 15 minutes. Uh, you know, a boat tried to, to land with, uh, you know, illegal immigrants trying to circumvent the fence that goes into the ocean there. And thankfully, our mounted border patrol at that time, again, this was a few years ago, was able to interdict them and turn them around before they did make landfall. Uh, Tom Holman is also a, a regular guest on this show. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, you know, he's told us that, that we just simply do not have operational control of our border. And unless you see it firsthand, like you've done twice, and thankfully a bunch of members of Congress went down there and looked at it firsthand, you don't realize what's how lawlessness it, it truly is. That's absolutely right. While we were there, 64 members of Congress standing in Uvalde on the bank of the, the river and uh, about 20, 20-year-old single adult male uh, crossed the river, crossed up the embankment and through the barbed wire into Texas and presented themselves. And they will go to a processing center where we visited and learned that, you know, if you don't have a name, that you give them your name and tell them, you know, what your birth city is and where your country of origin is and your birthday. And they put your picture on an ID and, and give you an alien number and send you on your way to some of our sanctuary cities. So, there is no border security, uh, and it's, it's, it's squarely on the shoulders of Joe Biden and Mayorkas and the administration for failing to do the number one job of the Department of Homeland Security, which is protect our nation from our greatest threat. Absolutely. Uh, I, I saw an earlier interview from a, from a couple of months ago, maybe a couple of years ago, uh, where, where you were being interviewed on, on when you first got actually when you first got to, to Congress. And you said you said something that stuck out really, really prominent to me. You said that that you look at gaps in policies and you use legislation as a last resort. And that's that's truly what's going on here. No laws have changed under the Trump administration to the Biden administration. This is his administration's policies that's manufactured this crisis. Absolutely. And that's what we heard from Border Patrol agents. You know, it is true. A law should be a last resort. If we can fix it with a conversation, we should. If we can fix it with a policy change, we should. Uh, but these policies, uh, that is what needs to be reinstated. Trump had remained in Mexico. Uh, we had um, clear asylum procedures. Um, right now, people are crossing four countries and could claim asylum in any of those, but they're, they're reporting to the United States. That wasn't allowable under Donald Trump. 
so we have these policies that worked for years for Republicans and Democrats that on day one the Biden administration took away. Uh, I've heard it from Border Patrol agents. Donald Trump had uh, a infrastructure, technology, personnel. Uh, he had policies in place that were working to secure the southern border. And in day one, Biden, the Biden administration took it away. And the, the mainstream media and mem members of the Democratic caucus are trying to make the, the issue that, that you saw firsthand for yourselves with other members of Congress, that there's this conflict between Border Patrol and the Texas National Guard and the Texas Department of Public Safety. There, There is no conflict there. They are working hand in hand. This is a manufactured conflict. They all have the same goal. As a matter of fact, the Border Patrol agents, their unions are applauding what Texas is doing with their National Guard and the Department of Public Safety. I certainly saw only cooperation between Border Patrol uh, and the National Guard and local law enforcement, only cooperation. Um, you know, the only people that seem to be at war with, uh, with the state of Texas are Biden bureaucrats, not Border Patrol. And the only place that it's good for business to have an open southern border is in Mexico for the drug cartels. It's bad for America. It's bad for the migrants. Uh, and, uh, you know, if Joe Biden won't take care of the business of the protecting the southern border, I'm, I'm sure grateful for the state of Texas in, in taking action to do it for us. And something I just saw that, that a vote that happened yesterday, I believe, in Congress was uh, 150 Democrats, including the minority leader, voted against a bill to deport illegal aliens arrested for drunk driving. And uh, now they're picking what felonies illegal aliens could commit and not commit before they're a danger. Yeah, it's unbelievable to me that the Democrat Party, I mean, I always say I, it, it defies logic, their position on border security at this point. They're asking for more money for bad policies, and Republicans aren't going to do that. You know, we, we had good policies. It's not a money problem. It's a willingness problem that the Democrats don't have. And now we've seen continued lawlessness, but it, it, it's right out of their playbook. I mean, our, our cities are falling to, to soft on crime policies. And those are all Democrat policies, so this just fits right in that playbook. One of the things that that really bothers me, I, you know, I've been in law—I'm a former New York City homicide detective. I've been in law enforcement for three decades uh, prior to being on the radio here. Um, the, the conflation, the mixing of immigration reform with border security, these are two very separate incidents, and you can't have one without the other, but this this administration is doing all they can to say to try and conflate them both to a, oh, yes, our immigration system's broken, we need the money to do these things, mixing it with border security. You cannot do immigration reform without securing a border first. 100%. You're 100% right, Rob. It, border security must come first, uh, because right now we, we don't have a sovereign nation. We have a completely porous border. Eight million people have been let into this country under the Biden administration. Eight million people in his this term alone. Uh, and that is a, a million more people than the entire state of Indiana that have come in under Joe Biden. And it's unsustainable. It also um, is just a factor of um, it's not a factor of of immigration. It's not an immigration issue. If we don't have border security, you don't have ports of entry where people could come in for processing in a, in a proper and orderly manner. We don't have that going on right now. We have mass numbers of people crossing the southern border. The Democrats seem to want to think that letting 5,000 pe 5, people in a day is, is suitable and sustainable. It's not. We have people waiting for years, years to come in this country the legal way. And uh, what does it say to those people who have been uh, following the law, doing the right thing? 
and we have others flouting the law, and they get to come in and, and enjoy the benefits of the United States without, uh, without any, um, any, any penalty at all. Yeah, the 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 five thousand a day is just outrageous. That that's you're looking at over one point eight million a year. Any other time in history, that would those are record numbers, and they want to make that the norm. They do, and it, it is honestly an invasion of the United States, just trickling in or or in waves of people. We have an invasion. We don't even know. There's 1.6 million gotaways. If only 1% of those people are intent on doing harm to Americans, that, that would be 16,000 people that are here that we don't know anything about that could be plotting a t- another terror attack. It's terrifying. Uh, the, the administration is solely responsible for this problem. Uh, Democrats who refuse to work with us to in- reinstitute these policies. H.R. 2 has been sitting, if they think it is a law and the president doesn't have the ability to do it, H.R. 2 has been sitting in the Senate for seven months. He could ask for that to be called up. But quite honestly, the, the president has the authority to secure the southern border now, and he just will not do it. And, and the, redefinition, the redefinition from this administration on what an asylum seeker is is just incredible, knowing that 80 percent aren't going to qualify for it anyway. They've, they've given this blanket so people like the governor of New York can say, we want to change the employment laws to make these legal asylum seekers job eligible when they know 80% aren't going to qualify. They don't qualify under normal definitions in past administrations. That's absolutely right. And then, you know, they commit crimes here and even then they can't be deported. I mean, it's, it's uh, again, it defies logic. It, it seems like they're intent on destroying the the uh, values that built this country. And yes, it's a very welcoming, we were built on immigration here in the United States, but it was built on legal immigration, not mass numbers of people flooding in across the border. I mean, when, when we had immigration coming in, immigrants coming into Ellis Island, they had to wait there. They had to wait there um, to uh, quarantine. We don't have quarantine. We didn't have quarantine when people were coming in under the Biden administration during COVID. Uh, it it has been um, really eye-opening for me to have been there and seen it firsthand. I, I wish that the president uh, could see. I, I pray that uh, if he did, he would do the right thing and help us secure the southern border. Americans are pleading for it in districts like mine where we've lost more than 200 people to fentanyl overdoses as a result of the porous border. Uh, I continue to call on the president to secure the southern border, join with Republicans, reinstitute our policies and policies that quite frankly democrats used in many years before uh that worked it's just not not something that joe biden intends to do and we hope he changes his course and we're seeing it in real time actually i'm watching it right now on fox news where in new york city a group of illegal migrants from one of the shelters there who had prior cases and arrests against them assaulted two two of my brother new york city police officers there one of them kicking them in the head at least 13 times i counted felony arrest released without bail and gives the cameras and the American public the fingers as they were walking away. It's absolutely outrageous. It is outrageous. Uh, our law enforcement officers, uh, they take the brunt of way too much. Uh, this has been a mission of mine since I was in the General Assembly in our state capital, but also coming to Congress. We need to support our law enforcement officers in the work that they're doing. So this is a con- conflation of you know, lack of uh, border security and, and lack of policies that, that these people know that they can get away with this. And there is no there is no rule of law in some of these cities. And that is uh, that's really harming America. 
So where do we stand right now holding the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, responsible for this negligence? So the bill came out, was marked up in the Homeland Security Committee, um, and I imagine it's, uh, it will be on the floor of the House of Representatives next week. I will be voting in favor of impeaching Mayorkas, uh, understanding that Joe Biden is responsible for this, too. Uh, but Mayorkas also took an oath to protect and defend the United States and the Constitution, and he has failed in that responsibility in every way. Uh, and it's evident to anyone who sees what's going on at the southern border. Uh, I expect that, that House Republicans uh, will come together and do that. I hope we'll have some of our Democrat colleagues join us. Again, we're speaking to Congresswoman Erin Houchin of Indiana's 9th District, who was multiple trips down to the border there most recently at Eagle Pass, seeing what happened, what's going on firsthand, explaining to us what's going on with the impeachment of Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas. Congresswoman, if, if my listeners want to follow what you're doing in Congress, how can they follow you and your actions, what you're taking? Sure. It's Aaron Houchin on Twitter, Rep. Aaron Houchin on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. I'm sorry, I guess it's X now, Rob. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> on X. Um, and then we're also on Facebook. Um, but we, you can uh, find us and follow us at Houchin, H-O-U-C-H-I-N, dot house, dot G-O-V. That's the official, official page. And uh, you can follow us uh, at all those places by going there. All right. Sounds great. And as you know, we're based in the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre area. This is Joe Biden's home, childhood hometown. So hopefully we can have you back to keep discussing the things that are going on around America and in Washington directly to the people here. I would love that. And thank you for the work that you do to, to uh, spread, the, spread the message about uh, what's going on in Washington. We appreciate it. Thank you. We're speaking with Congressman, Congresswoman Erin Houchin of Indiana's 9th District. Congresswoman, you have a great night and keep up the good fight. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's uh, 523 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. And thank you, Rob. We have a backup 81 southbound still as they clear up that rollover. It was a tractor trailer hauling a camper that tumbled over on 81 southbound near the 80 west junction. That is causing major delays. I Well, it's going down the one lane, so eventually you'll be moving. It's just frustrating for the time being. That is the only major incident that we have to report this afternoon. Everything else is looking pretty good. Just normal heavy traffic areas, Blakely Street, Dunmore, Route 6 and 11, State Street and Clark Summit. Um, so other, otherwise, it's uh, 476, the PA Turnpike is good, 80 West is good, or 80, 80 is good, 84 and 380. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line, 570-883-7269. From the WILK Traffic Center, Nikki Stone with your Pendela Data internet traffic update thank you nikki here's the storm tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist jeremy luan tonight flurries and light rain low 34 friday light a.m morning light rain flurries through the afternoon breezy high 40 friday night mostly cloudy low 25 saturday decreasing clouds through the morning mostly sunny skies by noon high of 41 sunday mostly sunny high 43 and it looks like the at least the first half of the week is going to be sunny and in the 40s during the day, so we're looking forward to that. It's currently 40 degrees and cloudy here at 524 at your official weather station, WILK. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. Here on 40 degrees and cloudy here at 520. I wanted to listen to more Rush. <laughs> now, you don't have to put it back on. I got distracted by the music. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, always love my Rush. 
a great interview with Congresswoman Erin Houchin. Hopefully we get her on uh, more as we move through. And they fight for uh, following the law. I mean, that's kind of what it is. They've redefined what asylum seekers are. It's just total mayhem at our borders. And, I, you know, I know you really have to see it for yourself. I, I know you watch it on TV. You see what's going on. You hear the numbers. You see what's going on in New York City with these assaults. And, again, that's happening all over. Uh, this time it was against law enforcement. We've seen it against store clerks and shopping centers and malls and where they've they just beat some poor girl trying to leave a mall. Um after taking merchandise, it's 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 going on more and more. And again, they just had a vote where 150 Democrats, including the minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries, voted against a bill to deport illegals for drunk driving. You know, it, it starts off with, a, well, if you have a felony arrest, yes, you should be deported. Well, not that felony arrest. Well, not this felony arrest. I mean, these individuals that we, we see plain as day on TV beating two New York City, a lieutenant and a police officer. And again, count how many times that officer was kicked in the head by the different suspects. 13, I got. 13 kicks to the head, and two of them made him unaware of his surroundings for a second or two. You could see he was kind of stumbled after the blow to the face and one of the kicks. It's just incredible what's going on. And again, it's happening all over. We have uh, Jim from Wilkesbury on illegals who beat up the cops in New York City. Jim. Yeah, I thought I'd give people an update. According to the NYPD, four of those people that were released on bail after assaulting those cops got on a bus to California. They're in the wind now. Uh, I, I didn't see that. I'll take your word for it. It, sound, it sounds about right. I don't. I don't dispute that that's something they would do. Uh, because uh, some of them had pending cases before this case. Top story, New York Post. Um, also, that vote that the Democrats, 150 of them, voted to not deport illegals convicted for drunk driving. Yeah. Also included was they will know if that vote had passed, they would no longer deport illegal aliens for Social Security fraud, which is probably voter ID, or I mean, not voter ID, but um, um, ID theft. So, you know, and this happened to my brother. You probably don't remember, but a few years ago, some folks broke into the Department of Motor Vehicles down in Hanover Township, I believe it is, stole all the computers. Well, eight, ten months later, my brother goes to collect unemployment and it turns out he's working in 54 different locations all over the country, was never able to get unemployment. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it now in the New York Post. On the run is the headline. Police believe four of the yep. migrants arrested in cops beat down near Times Square, fled on a bus to California, may now be on the run. Um, and, it, just incredible. And, I mean, it, it, it just keeps getting worse. There are municipalities all around the country who are working to enact or to give illegal aliens and non-citizens the right to vote. New York City, not long ago, voted to do just that, but they were shot down by the Supreme Court. Or, I mean, the state uh, Supreme Court. Yeah, and I talked about the story of the governor of New York looking to be able to give jobs to illegal immigrants that are under the asylum 
uh, uh, mantra, and again, which is just a total distortion of the true definition of it. But what it, what's truly going on now, and, and we have to take into consideration, is the census, which determines congressional districts, takes into account illegal immigrants. They count them. So they're going to they're going to matter. Trump tried to stop that. And it's not just congressional districts. It also affects the Electoral College. Yes. Funding, school district funding. Uh, there's there's a ton of federal funding for a lot of things are, are tied to the, the the census. And they do count so that that. So a lot of these one of the arguments for sanctuary status was those numbers. And, and we've had video of members of Congress saying that it helps out their district when it comes to, you know, their 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 voting area. Well, and here's something else to think about on this recent move by the governor of New York. Okay, she lowered the standards to permit illegal aliens to apply for these jobs. Well, wouldn't it be just as easy to have lowered those standards to allow American citizens to apply for those jobs? Yeah, one would think, one would think, Jim. Jim, I appreciate you calling and, and, and pointing me in the direction of that new uh, update where they flee at a flood on a bus to, uh, to California. Hopefully they're arrested and brought, in ba- and brought back. <laughs> they're on their way back to Venezuela. Uh, they were from Mexico. I thought they were Venezuelan immigrants. No, the ones, the ones from New York, I, the last I heard from the police report were Mexico, but they could be lying and saying they're from Mexico. And they could have found well, out different. I mean, we don't know who they are or where they're from. So, yeah. <laughs> another big, another good point that, that's uh, scary for an American citizen. Uh, All right, sir. You have a nice day. Jim, thank you for the update. It's 534 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michaels. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980 AM. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by the Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. Let's go to the phone now. We have uh, Joe from Huntington Mills on New York City Cops being beaten. Joe. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm in the middle of taking my dog out, but anyway, guy, uh, I ask you a question. I, you're a police officer in New York. I originally was born in Harrison, New Jersey, and uh, moved here years ago. But what I get at is, let's say if I, which I never would, if I struck you as a police officer, what would I be looking at? At what day and age? Today? Okay. Today or back then? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Like today. Like, like what happened with disgusting to watch uh, with the police officers in New York. Let's say if I, uh, whatever, just. You know, got on the hand. Say if I hit you, and what charges would would you like as as of today? What would I be looking at? In New York City, five years, possibly in, in, five years. Not yet, not right? in New York City because you you've you've had these protesters assaulting police for the past couple of years, and they they keep giving them money. Forget about time in jail. So uh, you know, any other time, it would be a trip to the emergency room, and you'd you'd spend some time in jail. Um, yeah, now, now this day and age with the, with the judicial revolving door, especially when it's, when it comes to victims being police officers who are, 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 uh, judges and our prosecutors in New York think that it's just part of the job. You know, you should be, you should take it, uh, you should take it as normal for being kicked in the head when you're trying to do your job. You should think it is normal for doing those things. 
So, uh, you know, it's just incredible we've come to this situation, and they've made it the norm. And I'm sorry, but if if you got into a physical altercation today with police in New York City, you probably weren't looking at much time in jail or bail either. That's disgusting. It is. Uh, it makes me sick. Uh, I, you know, I, I work for the government, and I, I, I never, you know, always had a clean record. I had a, 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 I had a secret clearance. I was in the service, but it makes me sick. I mean, that something should be done, and and where are we heading? I, I, I know. We're heading. I, I we're heading to more I, of this. Since it's the norm now, we're heading for more of this until the public decides enough is enough and stops electing morons into positions that write these rules and laws. My dad was a World War II vet. He died at ninety-two, and he told me that he said, "If not in my lifetime, definitely in my daughter's lifetime, you're going to see a civil war in this country if something doesn't change." And, um. and he was a. He was an educated man book-wise. I mean, he didn't have a degree, but he was very smart, very intelligent. World War II, he fought over uh, in the Pacific. He was in, he was over there in Mindanao. He, he actually had to, uh, when, when MacArthur came back and he said, I shall return, my dad, they 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 took that beachhead, a little short story on him. And uh, it, it was amazing some of the stuff he told me, but he said that he could not believe how our country went down. And this was like probably five years ago, and he said it's heading worse and worse. And boy, did he call it, huh? Yep, and until, until enough's enough, where, where it hasn't gotten, you know, I know that, that, war, that word civil war comes out a lot, and it hasn't gotten there. Uh, usually right. the voting public yeah. thinks enough's enough, and they, they start to change their ways. We saw it in the 80s, and hopefully we see it again very soon because we're up against the wall. Joe, I appreciate your call. I got traffic and weather right, coming thank up. Thank you. Thank you for your service, Bill. Th- thank you, my friend. It's uh, 542 here at WILK. Time for traffic and weather. Rob, this traffic update brought to you by Pentella Data Internet. We have still a backup on 81 southbound before the 80 West Junction. That rollover uh, is causing a little bit of a disturbance. Things are going down to one lane. It's crawling, and you might expect to come to a backup right after the New Angola exit, Doran's exit uh, area. So let's see what else do we have going on. Everything else looks pretty good. Our other interstates. Uh, have no problems to report. 8380476, the PA Turnpike are all looking good. A little bit of heavy traffic on North Memorial Highway in Shavertown and some heavy traffic heading up the Hill Road 6 and 11 in Clark Summit. Whenever you see a traffic problem, call our jam line 570-883-7269 from the WILK Traffic Center. Nikki Stone with this Penteladata Internet Traffic Update. Thank you, Nikki. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Jeremy Luan. Tonight, flurries and light rain, low 34. Friday, light rain in the morning, flurries through the afternoon, breezy, high 40. Friday night, mostly cloudy, low 25. Saturday, decreasing clouds through the morning, mostly sunny skies by noon, 41 degrees. Sunday, mostly sunny, high 43. It looks like sunny Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday into Thursday, maybe, in the 40s during the day. So it's a... Looking pretty good. 
Let me tell you a little bit about BudgetBlinds.com. You go to BudgetBlinds.com, you're going to make an arrangement with Tom and Rick. They're the owners of our local budget blinds here in Northeast Pennsylvania. Great guys. They will go above and beyond for you. I, I promise you that. They are the leader in custom window treatments, 90% more options than your big box stores. That's the biggest thing that stuck out of me. They literally had to wheel in books of choices for you and your wife, your family to look at to see what they want. Uh, Budget Blinds is proud to offer the best warranty program in the industry, including their no questions asked guarantee, which means you're going to save money. Where can you find that anywhere else? You just can't. Go to BudgetBlinds.com. Tom and Rick will reach out to you, our local uh, owners here of Budget Blinds in in Northeast Pennsylvania. You will not be disappointed. It's 545 here at WILK, 40 degrees and cloudy. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 40 degrees and cloudy at 547. Well, Billy Joel unveils his first new single in decades. Turn the light back on today. Came out today, February 1st, 2024. It'll be available on a limited edition 7-inch vinyl if you're into that. Uh, you can pre-order it and everything, but you know, we happen to have it here too. He remains one of the most influential artists of all time and a generational storyteller without comparison. Um, if you follow me on social media, you saw I posted a picture from the concert from uh, New York where Billy Joel was up there with an NYPD hat on playing. And we're going to play it for you in its entirety because you know what? It's my show and I can do whatever the hell I want. Well, what would you think of that? Typical Billy Man, that Joel. that was amazing. Typical Billy Joel. Uh, typical. I mean, if you just heard the piano, you'd know it was him. Um, really never missed a beat. Never missed a beat there. Uh, voice sounds great. And there's really, I haven't seen him give the meaning behind the song yet, but it could have so much. I mean, I've listened to it a couple times now and just listening to it as it was playing now. You know, it's a metaphor for so many things that are going on right now. You know, turn the lights back on. You know, we we truly need to turn the lights back on in this uh, this country. And not literally. I'm, I'm talking about... With everything that's going on, and and Billy Joel's not one to get involved with that, the, the drama of politics and such like that. But you know, he lives here, and he's done so much for for my community, in law enforcement and public safety. I mean, watching him on stage, um, play for the concert in New York with dueling pianos, just an incredible time. But the. You know, I listened to the song this afternoon, when, this or later this late morning when it was released, and it was like, yeah, yeah, that hits home. I like it. I like it. And I hope he puts out more. And it says uh, his new chapter, meaning what he's going to be doing. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen here. He's a six-time Grammy Award winning Rock and Roll Hall of Famer inductee at Kennedy Center. Um... And it's just, it's being described as a classic Billy Joel style tune and bottling all the hallmarks, hallmarks of his signature sound and ushering the next chapter of his story. In the lyrics, he asks, asks, did I wait too long to return the lights back on? And I don't think he's talking about himself. I think Billy Joel is very content with the life he lives. Um, you know, he's he's... I've been in areas where he's just come in and played. I've been at bars or, or, or clubs where he frequented, and he would come in and he would simply. And I'll give one one night in particular. 
where he walked into a Long Island establishment and he simply said this. And this was the day, you know, cell phones were kind of just getting started at that point. You might have had to hit the key button three times to get the word you wanted to send a text. But he said, you know, everyone knew he was there. He got up and he started playing the piano in, in the establishment. And he said, listen, he goes, I'll sit here and play as long as I want, as long as we want. We can hang out here. We can have some drinks. I'll play for you all night. He goes, but put your phones down. Don't tell anybody I'm here. Because if it gets crazy, if it gets crowded, if people start mobbing in because they know we're here, I'm going to have to pack it up and go. And you know what? People listened. It, it's You couldn't do that today. There'd be 100 videos and you'd have people coming from all over to pile in the place. You just couldn't do that today. And he would simply say, hey, it's just me and you. We're going to hang out. We're going to have a couple drinks. I'm going to play some tunes for you. We're going to have a good time. He goes, but there's no need to let anybody else know we're here. No need to put it out there because it's going to get crazy and I'm going to have to go. We're going to have to stop this. And uh, that's who he is. You know, I met him at the concert for New York, spoke with him, thanking me for my service. Um, so I think his, his, his metaphor here is did he wait too long to turn the lights back on is, is more than that. I think, uh, you know, distracting us, bringing us something else, bringing us away from the drama and the nonsense, this manufactured nonsense that's all around us. And uh, it's a good song. It's a good song, and I hope it is just the next chapter, and I hope it starts a lot more. I'd like to hear more from him. But what's your thoughts on it? Let me know. Uh, we're winding down the show now here. But, uh... Maybe we'll we'll bounce it in a little bit tomorrow too as well, and uh, we could play it in its entirety again, Jake. Why? Because <laughs> it's your show, and you can do whatever the hell you want. There you go. See, that's going to be the mantra. <laughs> Jake, Jake liked that sake, so we went at it again. Oh, it's five fifty-six here at WILK. Don't want to go, but I guess we'll have to take the last break before I come back and wind down the show. We'll be back. Keep letting it play, Jake. I just might let this play too, right? Kind of wind. It's been that kind of week, right? Yeah, honestly. Well, I guess we got to go, though. <laughs> Good show today. A lot going on. Ed Morrissey, great guest, great friend. Ed's, Ed's, Ed's real good guy. Shame I'm not going to see him later this month when I'm down at CPAC. And Congresswoman Erin Howchin, uh, great guest. I want to definitely have her back on. Matter of fact, was just sending her in a, an email. So, uh, well, that's it for this Thursday, February 1st, 2024. Hopefully, uh, when we wake up in the morning, the Houthis don't exist. But we'll see. 40 degrees and cloudy. Coming up on 6 o'clock here. Listen, everybody, be safe. God bless. And uh, we'll do this again tomorrow.